A couple of weeks ago, we began our new series of discussions here that I mentioned before, I'm really excited to continue today. Uh, it is called God of the Oppressed. That's a phrase we're borrowing from the late James Cone, who, uh, if you're a theology nerd, uh, you've heard that name before. He's the foremost writer on black liberation theology. Uh, we are immersing ourselves in various different oppressed people group perspectives on Jesus, on faith, on the Bible. Uh, and we're trying to do that one at a time to kind of like uh, get, you know, get below the surface on each of them. Um, and really what we, the, the drive behind this is that we can't come to a, a proper understanding of Jesus, of the God that we're centered here at uh, Brownland Church uh, at all, if we're not trying to do that from a marginalized perspective, because Jesus was a marginalized person. And so there's a real limit on what powerful people uh, can tell us about Jesus. It's like, they, they own so much because they don't actually know one of the key things about Jesus. Uh, in America, what colors most of our understandings of God is a powerful perspective, right? It's like Europeans and Americans, white, straight, dominant culture people who have written all the books and they're studied in theology seminaries. And then those people who've studied in those theology seminaries teach those things in churches. And so what we all tend to hear is, you know, straight white guys from Europe and America. And uh, that skews our understanding of what God is. It, it, it's, there's a real ceiling to that. There's a real limit to that. And so what we hope this series does is to help centralize for all of us perspectives on God and faith that are familiar with oppression, that are familiar with suffering, that have learned through hard fought like life how to confront and fight injustice, uh, and, that, and then find hope and resilience and joy in spite of injustice. Uh, that's the stuff that makes life worth living. And so that's what we're pursuing here. That's what we hope you get a taste of here uh, in this series. So today's discussion uh, is three Latin American views on God and on faith. And we get the privilege of being joined by uh, Brownline's own Barbara Cunningham. Uh, Barbie and her husband have been, uh, her husband Joel, have been a part of our church for years. Uh, and their friendship with, uh, with me and with Kyle actually goes back even further than that. So that's fun. Uh, they have two kids and they're two of the most, I think, like hosting, welcoming people in our church, which uh, is wonderful. That's probably like the, the thing that you'll know them by is that they'll, they'll invite you to their house. Uh, that's how you know Barbie and Joel. Um, so, you know, when, when going to people's houses is a thing, right? Um, <laughs> so Bar <laughs> Barbie is Chilean and lived most of her life in Santiago, Chile. And in both her time in Chile, which has a long history of uh, dictatorship and political suppression, and then also here in her time in America as someone for whom English is not her prime language, Barbie's lived experiences offer our community another really valuable perspective on the God of the oppressed. So Barbie, we are so glad to have you today. And, uh, and to dive right in, I wanted to ask, uh, can you tell us a bit more uh, about oppression in the context of being a Chilean, uh, like what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and I'm sorry, my kids are are going to be loud. It's just part of who our family is. <laughs> but thumbs um, up to that. Yeah, um, oppression. Oppression has a lot to do with what you were mentioning. I think um, sometimes in an American culture, we can relate oppression maybe to like. And not having been successful in life or oppression by a church, right? Um, or by um, having to follow a specific type of uh, way of being. But in my experience, uh, coming, you know, as a Chilean, 
oppression in our country specifically and, and, and in some parts of Latin America means um, not having had the opportunity to share the political views um, that, or, or not, not to have the opportunity to have a difference of opinion and political views. Um, so, you know, one of our sayings is you can be poor, but rich of heart, right? So it doesn't have to do so much with poverty or with, with the class system um, or race. It actually has to do a lot with, um, like, like you were saying, Vince, that long, long history of dictatorship, you know, uh, it, in our, in our case, it was Pinochet during his, during his time in Chile. Um, and trying to do a peaceful, uh, you know, like any, any kind of peaceful uh, march or something would easily mm. turn into a riot. And mm. it wouldn't be, oh, the police is coming. It would be, oh, military tanks are coming. Um, and just by expressing a difference of opinion, you could get killed on the spot. So I think we kind of, a lot of us grew up in that. Speak your whole mind and heart. So Barbie, tell us more about like how God plays into this with this by reason or by force thing. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because I think once you've been suppressed by governmental uh, force, um, all you have left is to trust in, in a bigger power than yourself. Um, hmm. And I think when, when in, in my experience, when Chileans have found Jesus or God, um, it's been the one place where they can express themselves without being threatened, you know, without their life being threatened. Um, and it's a place where you can speak your whole mind, your heart, um, and and it, there is no judgment in that sense. Um, so I think it's been very freeing to, to come from different places, whether you're Catholic or Pentecostal, Presbyterian, whatever, wherever you come from, or even, even believing in God and, and not necessarily in, in Jesus or not knowing that path yet. Um, God is this one kind of goal that people see where they can kind of come and, and focus on that, on this bigger person than, than us that can really bring freedom and peace um, in, in a place of turmoil where you don't know what tomorrow will look like. The, so would you say that? Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Well, I was gonna say, it's just fascinating to, to, th to think about this as somebody that it was almost the opposite in my, early experience was yeah. uh, the rest of my life here in America was telling me like, you know, freedom of speech, say what you believe, think what you believe, especially where I grew up in Evanston, it was a high mm -hmm. value of like embracing diversity. And actually it was my experience of faith that actually like infused a lot of anxiety about uh, mm -hmm. asking hard questions and not like the, the consequences and the stakes of that. Um, and so it mm -hmm. seems incredibly helpful to, to like think about actually God is the place that we can go to and bring our authentic thoughts and minds. And if those mm -hmm. dissent from the people around us, that's actually the perfect place to bring that is faith is meant to be the home for that. It's just a, it's a really helpful kind of reverse of, of my own personal narrative. That's really great. And it's, it's great. You mentioned that because Joel and I were talking about this over the weekend and he, he had the opportunity to live in Chile a couple our first two years of marriage there. Um, and he, one thing he had noticed is people can kind of, that they can 
agree or they they take people's words at a face value right they like they'll someone will say something and they'll believe it um without questioning so much or filtering so many things it's just kind of like they'll take it to heart and whether you have difference of opinions um one of our typical sayings in chile is you you eat the chicken and you leave the bones right so the chicken in this case would be we're focusing on jesus we're focusing on god he brings that freedom he brings this uh peace that we can't find uh, elsewhere in the physical world um so we we stick with that and if we don't agree with something it just kind of rolls off you know but you don't you don't go home and your takeaway was oh i really i can't sit with this this is so uncomfortable like people would just be like no you know that other thing they said i really agree with that and they'll just like hang on to that to that hope to that piece of hope this yeah. is this is such a wonderful like important thing i think for for anyone who has mostly been socialized in an american setting where again like religion is is mostly associated with people in power right and mm. uh and and what what that leads us to is this very like skeptical view of god and uh, and what i'm struck by is just how like there's this like both horizontal and vertical connecting force in the perspective that you're talking about like if we can mm -hmm. get into that space of um what, what you're able to show us because of your experience because of your background as as somebody who has uh the the, the story of dictatorship and of and this whole by reason or by force that message in all of its ways in your life god like just is oh it's it's so obvious that god would be would be freeing and not uh, oppressing or suppressing. And so you have this like, it, it, it vertically connects you. But then I love how there's also that horizontal connection of like, hey, and that allows us to like, you know, like get, keep first things first and not get distracted by like petty arguments. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very connecting uh, with mm -hmm. other people as well as mm -hmm. with God, that, that freeing thing. Because community is really important. So it's like almost anti-individualistic society. <laughs> it, being a family, being together, being united, the more we are, the better, because if we're more together, maybe we can fight this governmental force, right? We're coming from that mentality. Yeah. Um, if, you know, I, if you have, if my neighbors have kids, they're my kids also, you know, it takes a tribe to raise, you know, kids, right? It's kind of that mentality of we're in this together. Um, so whether you have difference of opinions or not, we're not going to fight about that. We're going to focus on Jesus. We're going to focus on that freedom that we can share together. My sense is that your perspective, if we can keep that in mind when we are reading the Testament and reading the Gospels uh, mm -hmm. and the disciples hanging out with Jesus, we're going to have a much better picture if we're trying to come from the perspective that you're painting right now than if we're mm -hmm. trying to come from what most of us are used to in an American perspective. That's great. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's uh, let's move on to our next insight, Barbie, and uh, tell us more about this one. It says, when breaking free from uniformity is your story, you see that to follow Jesus is to find God in anything, even if it isn't rational. Yeah, rational petition. <laughs> so um, finding Jesus in anything. So I think sometimes we... And, and this is, again, from my experience, we can't put everyone in the same category, right? But like what I've noticed, uh, for example, when I went to college or when I was raised in, 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 in my home, um, finding Jesus a lot of the times meant outside of a church's four walls. 
it meant finding Jesus in nature or in specific iconic images, um, you know, stained glass windows or in the Virgin Mary or, you know, that motherhood or, and it, and it just meant so many, so many other things outside of, um, outside of the pages from a Bible or, um, whatever was spoken at a church and a program. Um, and I think that can be very freeing from this oppressive mentality, um, because you, you're forced to find hope eh, in, in, in many other things. Um, and one thing I've noticed is, is music and singing is a lot louder, a lot more effusive maybe than, than what we experience here in America or, or in, in a more like predominantly white society um, because we're coming at it with this expectation that, and this is a very important difference is we're coming with an expectation that God will show up versus coming with an expectation that God won't show up. Right. So that skepticism or cynicism versus hopeful, we're, we're just going to give it all we got. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. I think w what I love about that is there's a sense of when faith is read out of a powerful perspective, it's kind of like, sure, God, you can show up. But like, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I experience a lot of power. We got I all we need. Of, yeah, I, yeah, I'm kind of doing yeah. pretty good right now. Like I'm not, whereas when you're coming from a place of the world around you is, is scary and dangerous. There's a real, mm -hmm. I mean, I think this is where you see the places you do see this in America uh, is like traditionally in the American black church, traditionally mm -hmm. in yes. different Latino churches in America, you, there's a, a, a level of like, enthusiasm in that experience like yes. i think about what dominique Gilliard said in the ccda talk which is like we can't be calling out to the powers and principalities of our country right now because they're not going to listen we need to call out to a higher power and mm -hmm. when there's a sense of like i we need something there's like a a, a heart and a desire like god you're gonna show up because we need you to show up whereas mm -hmm. if you're in like a suburban white church it's like uh often there's the stakes there are, are mostly about not losing what you have opposed to trying to get what you have and so it makes exactly. sense that you're looking for god and jesus everywhere because it's out of a place of, of looking mm -hmm. and needing him to show up yeah so people who have less in that sense right because of maybe natural disasters chile is really well mm -hmm. known for earthquakes i, I i've experienced an 8.8 .8 and survived it um you wow. know or political oppression they tend to depend much more on God, on this outer power, because you don't, you learn quickly that you don't have control over important things or basic things that, that maybe other cultures think they have control over um, because they haven't experienced, um, you know, that kind of, uh, that earth shaking, um, you know, loss of control. So in some countries, that, right, like God and Jesus is the last thing we depend on, maybe on certain countries, like, like God and Jesus is like the last resort. You got to be really desperate to depend on Jesus. But in other cultures, like in Chile and other countries or in other uh, countries in Latin America, Jesus is someone that tends to be quickly depended on. Yeah. I like, I like the way you describe that, uh, Barbie, because the, the the sense of security and control that we do have is a lot more fragile and fleeting than we think it is 
Uh, mm -hmm. It's just that when you're white and you're in the status quo, you enjoy you so know. much privilege <laughs> that yeah, you don't realize how, how fleeting and yeah. fragile it is. And so I like the way you said that because you were almost like, like you don't realize it yet. And I think that's right. Like I think, I think in this way, it's like, if, if we're gonna, if we're gonna lay people out, I'm like, who's farther along the race? Like you are much farther mm -hmm. along the race because you've realized something that many powerful people and many privileged people have not yet realized. And um, it has taken generations to... of survival. It has taken generations yes. of survival. Yeah. Yes, yes. I wanted to ask you about something that you mentioned when we were preparing for today, in particular, how, um, how rationalizing, how reason, it, it, what's mentioned in this insight is used to, as like sort of a cudgel against uh, the common people in your experience as a Chilean woman and how mm -hmm. like, you know, you said like the, the freedom to like choose, the freedom to, to, uh, to decide for yourself or to come to your own uh, opinions is something that's, that, that, that feels uh, a big part of this oppression piece. How, how, does that, how does that play into this way that you can find God in everything? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I think it kind of ties into the mentality sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I, I took a history class and an uh, anthropology class in college, and they were explaining how in the Western culture or European, Western European kind of culture or predominantly white culture, the way that you're taught to think is very linear, right? There's a beginning and there's an end. There's a question and there's an answer. Um, and Latin American society or even uh, Mediterranean societies, it's a lot more circular. So it's mm. about, the focus is about the journey, what you're learning with the, the experience rather than the plan. Does that make sense? So that makes so much sense. Sometimes we don't have an answer, but that doesn't cause stress. It's like, we're going to get there if we get there. If not, someone uh, after us will find it. And you just kind of, you walk through this journey. Um, it's a lot more focused on, on experiencing than, 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 than rationalizing. Um, you know, Americans might say, how do you explain this? But uh, Latin's might tend to say how do you experience this like, that's kind of the difference um if that makes any sense to the rational mind <laughs> um yeah and and it, it can be very freeing because we have a lot of important questions so it doesn't mean that we're not thinking rationally ever i mean a lot of us right go into philosophy and and, and try to find answers in life but i think it there's also you can kind of rest in this bigger power um, and understand because of, of the oppression that we lived in, that you are a lot smaller in the picture. Um, so like, for example, the, the typical question that, that causes anxiety, and for example, my husband and I have talked about this, right? Why, why, why do some people get healed? And then you pray and, and my, my brother isn't getting healed, but this other guy got healed and you can barely rest at night because you're, you're trying to find the answer. And, and maybe a, a Chilean mind in my experience or a Latin American mind might say, I don't know why, but you know, it's up to God or we just got to trust him or we're holding his hand and he's with us and we're in this process together and maybe it'll happen, maybe not, but you can kind of can sleep you know you can go to rest with that with that tension because you already understand that it's not an, in our control that sounds like a much more peaceful faith than uh than i think what what many of us live in america so mm. that 
that's attractive. Yeah. yeah. It's the, you know, the, the sense of the cultural terms of locus of control of like mm. America is the, uh, the greatest internal locus of control culture ever. We believe what dictates the world around us is us. We control the world. And so when we think about faith that way, that it's, it's entirely about us. Whereas external locus of control is what the majority of world cultures have ever been. And right. the sense of like, what controls my world is not me. It's something around me. And so the task of my life is to actually figure out how to live this life well, not the to best. have control. Yeah, it's a... And to live it the best the best that you can. Life is a gift. Live it. Don't try to control it. Live it. Right? If you're, in, if you're sad, if you're depressed, dance, sing. Get out of, out of your head to find God in in the music and the dancing and the images and nature um, because that is what's freeing in the end. That is a, that is a wonderful perspective. Thank you, Barnaby. Well, we have one more. Um, we, I think we could keep going there, but we have one more that we want to visit just uh, so, we, so we don't miss out. Uh, and the final one is that when rationality, kind of tied to what we've been saying, when rationality mm -hmm. is your oppressor, you see right. God is in the messiness. Uh, yeah. So tell us more here. Mm. It just it keeps coming back to the to the idealisms that government and politics try to put right this rationality every you know communism Order. dictatorship yeah. uh, capitalism all these isms try to bring a framework so that we can live in that thinking that that's going to be what what brings equality what brings freedom but i think in my experience from a Latin American perspective, God is in the messiness. Um, as you know, like I was telling you, like my kids being loud and messy and maybe there's joy in, in, in rolling on the floor and getting wet and, <laughs> and being messy. And there's like, sometimes we need to get out of that, um, you know, of, of these differences. So there's two big basic differences that I see in, in, in culture, for example, the USA, we could say, right, uh, is very time-oriented or very linear, but um, Latin Americans can, are much more relationship-oriented. Um, relationships are prioritized over plans or over problems. Um, that focus is kind of what I was saying on, on the journey and not, not so much on the plan. Um, it's, it's much more that circular way of thinking than linear. Um, and in that messiness, you can you can be a little bit more present with the journey that you're in or with the experience um you can be flexible with time doesn't mean that things are not going to get done but it means that you're kind of relinquish relinquishing that control trusting that there's a tomorrow to get those other things done that makes sense it does. It, it greatly unsettles my American mind. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I think, I think even just as a, as your friend, Barbie, I think one of the things that I do think I even get a, a richer image of Jesus uh, from my friendship with you and Joel is part of this is here. It's a sense of like, if you want to hang out with me, like, let's call ahead of time. We'll schedule it out. We'll figure out what activity we're supposed to be doing within that time frame, And then you come over and we'll do the preordained experience together. Uh, whereas you're just like, if you could be in the middle of whatever 
and like you know it's actually like less likely to hang out with you if i'm trying to plan it too far in advance um, <laughs> but like if i just show up it doesn't matter what's going on there's a mm -hmm. sense of invitation and to me when i think about how i often think about god i think sometimes i think of him like an american that i need to like schedule time with him and like figure out like hey god this i can i bring this to you in this way are you okay with connecting with me right now if not let's figure out the time that that does work maybe i'll see you at church on sunday whereas right. like i think jesus is probably much more like coming and hanging out with you and joel it's like whatever's yeah. happening just come on over i love you i see you nothing else in the world right now is more important than just spending time with you you don't have to have a plan you don't need to schedule it like it's messy but let's just bring it here it doesn't have to be clean mm -hmm. yeah one thing i was mentioning to vince earlier this week is we tend to talk about jesus like he's part of the family so one of the things yeah. i miss about my girlfriends in chile <laughs> we random talks um was you know they'd come over to my they show up at my house they wouldn't call they would show up and be like hey what's on your fridge you know let's eat something okay yeah i have you know you can say yeah i have time or no i don't have time and they can go right there you're not like forced into it but it's a lot more they just show up and and one of the <laughs> i remember one of my chilean friends was she had an interview that day um, and she's like, yeah, so I, you know, I was talking to Jesus this morning and I couldn't figure out what to wear. So I was like, God, do you want me to wear the yellow one or the or the blue one? <laughs> and I totally felt like he was telling me the yellow one and I got the job. Can you believe it? And it was like this whole like experience in her mind. And it was making her feel more connected with God, even though it wasn't super rational. Um, and it was like, yeah, the other day, Jesus told me this and I totally, you know, it made sense. And, and there's beauty in that and, and, and yeah. finding, you know, letting the flower in the garden speak to you about beauty, about delicacy, uh, a bird, you know, finding, finding food for their, for their baby birds and thinking, wow, if, if, if God cares about them, of course, he'll take care of me. You know, I'm, I choose to trust that. You know, there's a, there's a, uh, most of the patterns I think that we have all been taught in, if we've spent much time in churches in America about like the message the Bible is giving is a, is patterns of bringing order out of disorder. And, uh, and there are a lot of those patterns, like in the Bible, like we can, like the, the Genesis creation story is bringing order out of disorder. And so that's certainly present. But one of the things I think your perspective is encouraging us to see is how wonderful it is to go from a stifling order into a beautiful chaos. And mm -hmm. that is also a pattern that is present in the scriptures everywhere. And uh, in particular, when it comes to uh, Latin American liberation theologies or Black American liberation theologies, the key story in the scriptures is the Exodus in the Old Testament, where you have a, 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 the, 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 you know, the, the worst version of order there is, slavery, bondage, and being yeah. freed from that, being pushed out into the desert, where it is scary and you don't know everything and it's very chaotic, but that is freedom uh, mm -hmm. coming out of this stifling order. And I think mm -hmm. that what we what we're able to see is a different set of patterns about like what is god's activity in the world when we're immersed in the perspective that you're talking about and man it just like you you sound happier than i generally feel like as like a, as an american white guy you know like you sound more ready more ready to be delighted by joy and by the flower and by the bird and you know it's i mean man that's like i got a lot to learn here mm -hmm. and yeah and again this isn't 
this isn't me saying every American is this way, not at all. We live in Chicago in a, one of the most diverse cities I've ever been in. Um, and, but there is that, there is that connection or that tendency that I, that I see um, in immigrants or in Latin Americans or in different cultures where uh, we've had a similar, we've experienced similar types of oppression maybe that have led us forced our minds to get out of ourselves, out of that rational world, to find joy. And I think it's eye-opening. Um, and maybe that's where God is trying to take us, to get out of that box, you know. Uh, like when that story of Jesus going to a wedding and they ran out of wine and he's like, let's make more wine, you know. Why, why should we stress about it? Let's enjoy it. Um, and bringing out the best wine for last, which was countercultural too. <laughs> well, I think we could uh, keep going for a while. I do want to invite in Jen. Jen, is there anything uh, from comments or from chats that people are throwing out there that would uh, be worth posing to Barbie here? Absolutely. Um, Rebecca just said something awesome, which I love um, that um, she became more comfortable with prayer when she found it uh, instead of it being a huge ceremony, it more being like just picking up a conversation with God. Mm -hmm. So just saying, Hey, God, by the way, like, um, yes. and picking up a conversation mm -hmm. or being like, Oh my God, God, I can't believe this person told me this. I'm oh so God, annoyed right now. Can you just take this? Can you just take this racist comment that somebody just threw at me, you know, or, or th things like that, because it's life. Life is hard, but being like, befriending him you know sit, pretending he's sitting in front of you in a chair and being like we need to have a man-to-man -man conversation right now about this that's really bothering me or you know whatever whatever suits you and maybe even getting out of that and trying something new yeah well, that's awesome. I, I suppose for the sake of time, we're a little bit after uh, 11, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stay pause, but we hope to be able to continue this conversation uh, in our midweek podcast. And, uh, and so if, uh, if we'll certainly uh, mind the chat too for, uh, for any other comments or questions that have been uh, posed here and, uh, and we'll rope in Barbie and see if she can, uh, she can help us uh, respond to those too as well. Um, uh, Barbie, thank you so much. That was awesome. Uh, could you thank pray you, for Barbie. us as we, yeah, as we sure. let this settle in and, and move to the end of our service? Yeah, thank you guys. And I really believe that um, God is, is, is encouraging us to be in a culture of honor. And this feels like you guys honoring um, where I come from, our, our, you know, the Latin roots and, and other cultures. So I, I really appreciate that. And, um, and God, I just, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that you are just, you're so, you so want us to have a relationship with you and um, just keep bringing us back to, uh, to getting outside of our heads, outside of the present troubles. And, and it doesn't mean ignoring them. It just means learning to set things aside so that we can find you so that we can find you in unconventional ways because sometimes learning to trust in, in you, the greater power, greater than us, it can really truly bring freedom that we could have never experienced on our own. 
Um, so I pray that we can, uh, through this talk today, we could just learn to, to trust you uh, and, and experience the joy and the beauty that you have left on this earth for us to experience with the one life we have. <laughs> I pray that we can take the most advantage of it um, and listen, listen to the who you want us to um, share life with, uh, whether it's our neighbors, those around us, um, and to continue building this culture of honor, learning to prioritize relationships over time, over questions that need to be answered. Um, in your name, Jesus, amen.